0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Proud members of the Dread Central Podcast Network. (laughs) What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scary. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello! Hello.
0: And welcome,
1: welcome to, to Kim, and, Kim Kat. and Kat, Stay Alive,
0: Maybe. Maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. And today, I, Ketron Porter, am going to tell you a tale about a horror movie. And spoil the fuck out of
1: it. Yes, I'm I'm Kim that turns. Uh hi, how you Hello. doing? Hello. Uh Gina holds Out. What's up? All right.
0: Well, here we are again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It How feels
1: like we were just here and yet we're still here. Yeah, it's like every day is here is a, is the same <laughs> day. Um, what's up, dude? Uh nothing. I had I'm
0: having a I had kind of a downer week, but I was very appreciative of um that book you told me to get, which I haven't even gotten yet, but just uh about Remembering that women are on a thirty-day cycle, and sometimes you feel like shit for a whole week. Oh, uh, I like, what so fuck did I tell you to get it? <laughs> Yeah, it's Moody just bitches. been like, yeah, it's just been like a good reminder to be like,
1: sometimes I am just in a bad mood. And yeah, highly recommend the book "Moody Bitches." And then there is like a seventy-five word after title, subtitle to it, but I don't remember it. (laughs) It is. It's very long. It's, it's got its own book on the cover of the book. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I read it forever ago, so I don't remember all of it, but yeah, there's, it just makes you, it's all about just like not judging yourself. Like it's just being like, Oh, this is how your body works. And so stop trying to fit it into the world that doesn't work around your body's cycle.
0: Yeah. So I've just kind of been dealing with that if you
1: feel like taking a nap.
0: Yeah. And I think I just, I have a lot of judgment about like how, yeah, yeah. about how productive I am. And then I think I'm like not sleeping super well, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't remember not sleeping, but like all I know is that like my super, super thick night guard to keep from like grinding my teeth, which is like, mm, shaky. Super sexy, but also like almost a quarter inch of like thickness Uh and like I'm cracking it with my mouth. And like I woke up with like bits of plastic in my mouth. So I'm just like. I feel like my jaw is going to fall off, and I don't know how to fix it, like, <laughs> while I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, but that's, like, making me stress more about it.
1: Right. And yeah, 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 I yeah. don't
0: know what to do. And I'm also just like, what is my brain churning on all night that I'm
1: just, like, yeah, holding Do you do you my... things before you go to bed, like a nighttime routine or anything? I
0: try to, Common and, like, stuff.
1: I... Yeah, I try to, and
0: I try to, like, actively disengage like each of my jaw muscles but like even that is like hard for me to do consciously so I don't know if anyone has any advice about like
1: what I do mean jaw more, like, doctors me- mental things not not
0: physical jaw things I do I do all of it like I try to like just like I try to like listen to a meditation I try yeah. to
1: like and it's um, just I don't know what the deal Do you ever is. wake up in the middle of the night at all or like have thoughts or anything um
0: not enough that it feels event worthy like you
1: could like just keep um just something to try is like keep a pen and a piece of paper like like a pad of paper like next to your bed just so you know that like it's there to write anything down that comes up even if it's like oh I have to remember to do this Ooh, but it's kind of like letting your brain take a break because you're like Oh, I'm gonna write it down. Like I don't need to. I don't need to fucking think about it all night long. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good idea. Cause like maybe that's happening without me really even like and even consciously just knowing. That scribble shit down.
1: Just being like, uh, I can yeah. never read things when I write them in the middle of the night. But <laughs> but it like allows your <laughs> brain to be like, okay, that's off our plate. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's a really good idea. Maybe I'll try that. Um, but yeah. So I'm just I I just I it like. Seeing that I'm like cracking a thing that like shouldn't be crackable with one's jaw is making me more stressed about the (laughs) thing that I'm doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, so it was a weird week for me. A strong
1: jaw, that Ketchum Porter. I do. I feel like strong jaw Porter. They call her.
0: (laughs) Yep, that is one of my many. I do. I mean, here's the thing. I genuinely feel like I could bite off a human finger. I think that's what a great survival skill, right? And, like, I don't think it would be hard. Like, I think I could do it pretty easily. I'm going to use that today. You're you're going to use my jaw to bite off someone's finger today? <laughs> yeah. Hand them over. <laughs> Snack time. <laughs> Whose finger am I eating? I've got somebody for you. <laughs> <laughs> done
1: and done. Uh, How was uh, your life? Well, it was my birthday this weekend, and it was – Oh, yeah. Super fun, even for a quarantine time and being alone. So I'm very grateful for that. Ketrin and Eric, were really sweet, where they like brought a table of presents and like <laughs> sat it on the sidewalk outside of my apartment <laughs> and like stood outside. I <laughs> know op- while I opened presents, which was very sweet and cute. Um, and my nieces sang happy birthday to me. And then we just played um, some virtual games at night. And that was really fun. And it was kind that of was with really like, fun some of our like mostly like our college friends so it's like some of my oldest friends that like I love and which was nice and one of the coolest things is that like some of them don't live here and they live in different parts of the country and so I normally wouldn't spend my birthday with those people so like sick and so um I was really grateful for that it was actually really fun it was really nice day it was
0: really fun I really like whatever that I don't remember what it was it was like a version of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something online. I thought that was really fun.
1: It was fun. And then I also did like a big, um, like 12 card spread. Um, I don't have tarot oh, yeah. cards, but I do like guidance cards. So I have like goddess ones. And then um, I forget what the other one's called, like light something. Um, and it was just fucking awesome. Like that took up like most of my morning. Like I just like kind That's of amazing. staged like the house and my self and everything and like just did some like nice woo woo spiritual work which was like cool and it's like a whole like 12 card spread for like your past year and then the year ahead and everything of like what to work on and what to expect and things like that yeah that's what I was going to ask was it like uh you said 12 cards was it like a card per month No, no 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 each card just for something like it was kind of like what you learned in the past year what was like your or what you know what was hard or something like that different Mm -hmm. things and then it was like four cards like kind of one for like relationships one for this one for that and then it was kind of like what you need to kind of work on in the next year and then like what I forget what the last one was but it was basically like the main thing was like to work on like receiving Mm -hmm. in the physical realm I love that like being I love open that. to receiving money or help from people and like just receiving 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 which is really good for me to work on. Yeah. Um and then like the cuz I feel like you've last, got
0: okay. You you can for you correct me if I'm wrong. It's like receiving is one thing, but like
1: believing you deserved to receive it is another. Um a little. It used to be more of that, but I've, I've worked on that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, can continue to work on that for the rest end of my days. 100%, yeah. hundred percent. Cause that's a, a deep rooted one for me. Um, but no, I've, I've literally gotten like hypnosis, like RTT on that. Um, so I, I actually feel way more worthy of things. Um, good. It's I truly approve. almost more of like, I don't know what spoke to me about it, it was like, it was like receiving in the physical realm. So it's like okay. almost less about like that. I mean, I think the worthiness is probably wrapped up in there, but it's just like literally like allowing money to come in, yeah, and like allowing help, allowing like people to come in, you know, and and I don't know stuff like that. No, and that like makes calling, a lot of sense. Calling it in, kind of, you know. Um, and I then had the a... last one was like, I want to find it and read it to you. But it was basically like the, just the overall for the 12, next 12 months or whatever, and it was like you've been um you've been like working on this, like preparing for this for lifetimes mm.
0: and it's wow. like you are the light,
1: and like ah. this is the time to like be seen and be shown and like like trust that it's like you know like you've you've been preparing for this for lifetimes, so like you can do it. Do you want to hear a movie? I really do. I think I know what it is, but I'm excited, and I think that I want to be on the villains team for this one, but we'll see. Uh, Okay. Well, I am... Just because I'm feeling feisty today. Sure, 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 um, sure. About some people, but I guess we'll see. I don't know the tale, so... Yeah. Hold that thought, why don't (laughs) you?
0: So I am... I haven't been this excited to tell you a movie in a while Yay! because the choices are so... Um, when I say clear, I don't mean that there's a clear choice. Yeah, what sir, I mean is, you know, of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of choices. Has, so, yeah, like, yeah. Kim and I come up with questions for every single movie we do, but, like, we're start. you start to learn that, like, there are movies where... The, the characters have more or less agency. So, like, for instance, as a rule, there tends to be a little less agency when it comes to, like, possession-type things because there's, like, a, uh, there's a magic involved, which means, like, your earthly logic doesn't always apply kind of thing. Yeah. Would you agree with that? That's how I feel when I'm
1: uh... doing that. Uh... Yeah, sometime, sometimes, it's, it's sometimes, sometimes not not all the time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes this, it can feel like a little more, uh, what's the word? Not depressing. Where you're just like, I give up. Let me slide dive up. off the stairs yes. because I can't fight this demon. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, so this one, I'm just really excited because there are so many times where I'm like, What you gonna do, bitch? Um, <laughs> no,
1: I'm I so don't excited. Wanna. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: So, I watched one that I have been wanting to watch probably since we started this podcast because it's up at, like, number five on my list, Misery.
1: Yay. You that I'm
0: very excited.
1: Okay, so, Dead or Alive. You've seen it before, though, right? No. Oh. mm Sweet. No. Excellent.
0: Uh, I boycotted it for a while because... Um, Someone in college, I can't remember what it was, tried to pay me a compliment. uh, And it was in regards to this movie, but it ended up just making me feel really bad. Uh, (laughs) Because they were like, it started as a compliment. They were like, you're such a great actress. Like, I feel like you're like a, um, oh my God, now I'm totally forgetting her name. Kathy Bates. I'm feeling like you're like a Kathy Bates. And like, stop your sentence there but instead they said like you guys have a you guys are both really good actors and like you're both like you don't really have a hollywood or like actress type of look you're both kind of dumpy you <laughs> know Ew, but like
1: rude
0: and i was just like i am going to go off myself cool thank you <laughs> but first i'm going to punch you in the throat so i think there was just like a little bit of like i don't want to watch this kind of thing and they tried to like backpedal but i was like no like i mean you already you you already called me dumpy, so we can't really we can't really move past it's hard this. To go back
1: from that, yeah. <laughs>
0: and then They were like, "No, I just mean like you're not a Hollywood type," and I was like, "Honestly, you're not me. You're just... not helping.
1: Just you're not you're not getting better." Uh. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, this is one where I like. Kind of how you felt about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it was like I kind of feel like I like maybe seen it at some point, possibly like the pictures always look familiar, but like I have no recollection of it at all whatsoever. And I do know like I watched Castle Rock, so I like probably have some yeah.
0: I mean, it's pretty it,
1: iconic in the sense that like it's been in the yeah in the, like, exactly common so,
0: lexicon for so long.
1: So it could go either way of like I've seen it and I was drunk and don't remember anything and. Yeah, have a goldfish brain, or just the pictures yeah. are familiar,
0: or just the fact that like your best friend is kind of a dumpy, Kathy Bates <laughs> sort of type. Like maybe you were thinking, I like never
1: that. even thought about that. It's like I've been living <laughs> right in misery in this movie. Yeah, exactly. My Entire life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because I've always
0: kind of thought of you as like a real James Con type. I as could well. see that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Real, real James Con type. I've got. Okay, not the first time I've gotten that. <laughs> You get James Conn alive
1: all the yeah. time. <laughs> Strangers <James> especially. especially. <laughs> Is that James Conn? Oh no. Stop <laughs> me on the streets for pictures.
0: Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So dead are alive. Paul alive. Annie. Alive. Buster.
1: Dead. Ginny dead okay that's it here we go
0: yeah that's oh, it oh no yeah uh so you also have an opportunity for two bonus points exciting in this all right so here we are we are in a little sweet little cabin uh in a snowy part of the united states It's very snowy it kind of like think idle where it's like no, smallest town you could possibly think of and it's always winter okay and we have haven't been
1: there but sure
0: <laughs> oh that's right you I, I didn't there. Go. in my
1: head you were with I me. was supposed to be there and yeah. my grandma died that morning and so I was like I right. can't go anymore that's but so I've seen funny. pictures
0: <laughs> but also you're like literally like in my memories walking <laughs> around with me in Idlewild so this just blew my mind. I literally just remembered you weren't there.
1: Fascinating. I'm happy that I was there with you.
0: Yeah. I mean, people What's were stopping me you? on the street being like, do you know James <laughs> Kahn? I saw him walking around. And I was like, no, that's just my friend Kim. We get that all the time. Okay. <laughs> so, and then they were like, Kathy Bates? And I was like, I know, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. So, uh, So, James Kahn typing at a typewriter and we sort of see a couple shots of like his hands typing uh then we see yep then we see a single cigarette on like a little dish with a single match next to it and then a single champagne flute and a bottle of Dom Perignon chilling in a bucket we then see him like you know take the last page out of the typewriter and he writes the end on it and then it's celebrate yeah and so then it's a picture of him picking up his single cigarette and he kind of like looks at it I mean he looks at it the way I would look at a cigarette right now where it's just like oh, I remember you right I yeah. remember how that felt and he picks up his single match and he like lights it with his thumb like a fucking real James what
1: the fuck year was this made had to have been the '80s if there's a strike it match. No, this was an actual just match match. I think,
0: um, and he's just like really cool. Is is the impression I got?
1: No, no. What? <laughs> That's a this strike was made it in anywhere. 1990. That's a strike it anywhere match. This was made in 1990. I'm that blown seems away. More appropriate.
0: Uh, Okay, it's directed by Rob Reiner. Uh, The writer is obviously Stephen King, who wrote the novel Misery, but also William Goldman wrote the screenplay, who also wrote uh, Princess Bride. Ah! Fun. Yeah, so just um, sit back and relax. I'm telling you, Princess Bride. Uh, Yeah,
1: you can't light a match with your thumb. Unless it's a strike at anywhere match. Like... The whole point of a match is like the science between what is on the little stick and what is on the little board that you swipe it on. So if you're lighting it with your thumb, it's a Strike Anywhere match. Okay. We have it's to still just... still cool that he did it, but like there's he's not mad. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I don't think he's magic. We have
0: to... I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I can't, I really can't believe I'm saying this.
1: But Don't do it. What? If it's about a postmortem for Strike Anywhere matches, I will (laughs) murder you through the screen. I, We've done it. I've done it. And you've done it. I'm not
0: going to Google what a Strike Anywhere match is. I'm going to postmortem if it was a Strike Anywhere match in Misery or if James Conn is just really cool. And I'm sorry.
1: Mm -hmm. It's not about being cool. It's about the science of the thing that's on the end of a match. I saw what I saw. And then they look normal. The Strike Anywhere (laughs) matches don't look any different. They look like regular matches. Like it looks, it's not going to look different. Kim? Kim? You're presenting me with
0: facts, and that's your opinion, and I don't have to take them.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, and fighting with a person else that's currently in my life right now that isn't you, and I am going to murder you through the screen. <laughs> I hear that in your voice, and I'm terrified.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: he's still cool. On. It's still cool. Yes. It's okay. Not a regular well, then match. Can we just he's ag- a gr- witch? Can we? J-
0: you haven't seen the movie. How do you know I'm not about to tell you I that James Conn is a witch? I don't.
1: I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure that's not where Stephen King went with this one. Okay.
0: So, next line of my notes, we find out that James Conn character is a witch. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> all right, I take it back. You know what? There you go. I walk it yep. back. <laughs> I can admit so- when I'm wrong. So he likes his. That makes better sense for me. Exactly. No wonder everyone thinks I'm James. Yeah. Conn.
0: Exactly. So he lights his match, lights his cigarette, um, pours himself a single glass of champagne. Clearly, this is like very much a a very specific ritual. Yeah, that he does. Uh, So then he puts uh, his manuscript into this old like leather satchel, which I just like loved. I would just kill for a leather satchel like this. Uh, He goes out to his car and it's like, heavy snow like it's not snowing but like the roads are not looking great and uh he like picks up a snowball and like throws it at a tree and he's like still got it (laughs) and but like it was James Conn, so like it looked really cool and hot and know what I'm saying the same as if I did it right and it's same as if you did it right yeah really cool and hot exactly yeah totally so now he's driving down a mountain road again, not like Idlewild, as me. you're familiar with. A very, very, very.
1: yeah.
0: Um, but I wrote like it is not drivable, like the, these are not drivable conditions. He very clearly should not be on the road, uh, he, but he's very happy. He's like hitting his steering wheel, dancing to music, and now it starts to snow, uh, and it's snowing really hard, and he he can't see shit. And his car like starts to swerve and he's like trying to keep a hold of it. And it swerves right off a cliff.
1: No, no. And <laughs> I thought it was going to go into a tree, not off a cliff. No, <laughs> oh, shit. Luckily,
0: there's like it's not a super tall lift, or cliff and there's like a lot of snow. So it ends up kind of like rolling down a snow
1: bank right, right. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But it lands upside down. Terrifying in the snow no, and you. it is continuing to snow no no
1: nope.
0: yeah so now we have a flashback to him in his agent's office holding his little leather satchel and his agent is lauren bacall my namesake oh yeah and she looks fire as always sure and he's talking about where he got his leather satchel. He said he got it when he was a kid and he just like found it in the back of a closet and he just loves it. Um, and he, it's the only thing he puts new manuscripts in. So we're kind of getting a sense that he's pretty superstitious. Right, yeah, I can see that. Um, he's complaining about, you know, this is the uh, the first opportunity that I'll have. Again, flashback, I don't know if I said that. This is the first opportunity um, that I'll have to like, really be proud of something I wrote since I started writing, since I got into the misery business. And Lauren Bacall is like, I mean, misery paid for your daughter's braces and that nice house you live in. So like, don't shit on it too much. And, um, James Conn is like, or Paul is like, I know, I know. I'm just saying that like, I had to get rid of her or else I'd be writing her forever. And, He's like, I want to go to Colorado and finish this book so I can maybe have something that I'd actually want on my
1: tombstone. Interesting. So, so we th- yeah. am I to assume that misery, the misery business is like a, a series of books he's writing or that's like writing in general to him? So no, it is literally a series of books okay. and it is those trashy romance
0: novels that you like see in the grocery store because okay. we see like the... Mock up of the cover of his last one, and it's like a beautiful woman in like a right. Victorian gown
1: kind of thing. Fabio, yes. Um, and okay, so basically, he's like, I wrote these, they made me a ton of money, but now I want to kind of finish them and write like something that I care about and feel proud of
0: 100%. That's okay, yeah, that's exactly it. Now we cut back to present time, and his car is in the snow, snowing super hard we can see that the car is like now getting covered like deeper uh-huh. in the snow we see him in there and he looks almost dead like very not good oh, no. and he's like pinned in a way and he's got but somehow he has like his manuscript like sort of clutched to his chest uh-huh. and we see that someone is outside of the car um but it's so snowing obviously they have we can't see who it is um and the person is crowbarring the door open oh. uh, and then is able to, like, pull him out right? Uh, and starts giving him CPR. And the person also thinks to, like, grab the manuscript that that he's clutching and, like, tucks it into their coat and then, like, hoists Paul over their shoulder and is, like, carrying them through the snow. Wow. Yeah. Like, very strong person <laughs> you get there cut to james khan waking up and he's in a bed and he's barely able to speak like and it looks like s- the act of moving the muscles to speak is horribly painful oh jeez and um There is, like, a nice lady sort of over him, but, like, he's still kind of, like, trying to come to. And then we see that it's Kathy Bates. And she is, like, I'm your number one fan. Yeah, me. You and me. Exactly. Look at us. Stars of this movie. It was, um... And she, like, she looks... She's super sweet. And she's, like, I'm your number one fan. She's, like, there's nothing to worry about. You'll be fine. I'll take good care of you. And he, like says where am I barely and she's like you're just outside of Silver Creek you've been here for two days she's like you're gonna be okay my name is Annie Wilkes um luckily I'm also a nurse and you know take these two pills and she gives she gives him like two little orange pills Mm -hmm. and then Paul James Caan falls back asleep like that was enough
1: I'm like, so now we are cut- saving my life, bitch, but take me to the fucking hospital, yo. Well, we're going to cover that. So uh, cut
0: to her taking the IV out that was in his hand. She gives him two more orange pills. And he's like, what are these? And she's like, it's novel for your pain. And she like kind of has to like lift his head up for him to even like swallow anything. And he, he says, he's like, why am I not in a hospital? And she says, the blizzard was way too strong. All of the roads are closed (sighs) and the phone lines are all down. And she's like, but you have to rest like you almost died. And so he's like, okay, cut to a little bit more time passing, two more pain pills. And she's like, open wide. And, uh, she's really sweet. And she's just like, you're not going to hurt forever. Like, I know that this is awful, And she's like, and I know your shoulder really hurts, but it was very badly dislocated, but I popped it back in. So like, that's going to be better soon. And she's like, but I'm most proud of your legs. And he's like, what? And she's like, all I could do was like, use things that I have around my house um, to splint your legs. But like, there are multiple fractions and she like lifts the covers off and we see that she's like put together like a really impressive, like double splint. Like it's like... As a doctor, doctor to doctor, I'm like, th- this is impressive. <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs>
1: this really is you.
0: Yeah, it really is. And uh, she's like, I could hear the bones moving. Blah, she's like, you No! Yeah. She's like, you no, really need to Blurf. stay. Yeah, so much Blorf. Oh, and his legs look, his legs look like just Blorf. <laughs> like, they look no. just like Blorf legs. Like... They are so swollen and like purple and blue that you're like, oh my gosh, are these attached to a corpse that's been in a bog for six months? Ew, like that's what they look like.
1: Gross.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so she's like, you really need to stay immobile. And she's like, as soon as the roads open, we're going to the hospital. Um, but she's like, but this is how it is in the winter. Like it's mm-hmm, we're just mm-hmm. alone. And she's like, honestly, it really is like an honor to help you recover in in my home. So then he like kind of goes back to sleep. So now we cut to Lauren Bacall in her office and she is calling the Silver Creek police and she gets on the phone. She's like, hello, this is so- Lauren Bacall and I would like to uh, speak to the uh, chief of police or the sheriff of Silver Creek. And this is where we meet Buster, who is my friend favorite human being only second to his wife Aww, in this movie. <laughs> and he's like well you're talking to the sheriff and the chief of police and the commissioner of the police union and I'm um, a damn good guide for fishing as well what can I do you for <laughs> and Lauren McCall is like I think my client Paul Sheldon might be in trouble and Buster is like oh the writer like he doesn't he comes up here all the time doesn't doesn't he and she was like yes he writes and he was like yeah those misery books and uh buster's like yeah he's been up here for the last six weeks and lauren is like but the hotel said he checked out last tuesday but i haven't heard from him and the sheriff is like i mean does your client always call you when he checks out of a hotel and she's like well no but like he just finished a book Normally, I would be, like, his very next call. And also, like, his daughter hasn't heard from him either. So, like, I'm just – I'm pretty worried. Yeah. And she – and Lauren's really cute because she's like, I don't know. Do I just sound like a crazy person? And Buster's like, a little overprotective maybe. But, you know, I'll put you in the system and I'll call you if we hear absolutely anything. And you can tell he's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. But his system, putting it in the system, is writing the name Paul Sheldon on a post-it note and tacking it to a cork board. Oh, no. That's putting it in the system. As he's talking on the phone and hangs up with Lauren, we see a woman uh, come in with coffee and donuts. And he like he's like, okay, bye now. And when he hangs up, his wife, Jenny is like, you got a phone call? Busy morning. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, work, work, work. And he's like, Virginia, when was that blizzard? And she's like, uh, Tuesday. Why? And he's like, no reason. But we can, like, tell that he's thinking. Right. Now we cut to close-up of a neck being straight razored. Uh, okay. Shaving. Yeah. <laughs> Not slit. Thank Not you. slit. <laughs> that yeah. was a good clarification. throat slit. Yeah. <laughs> says it's a miracle you found me. And this was where I was like, thank you for explaining this. Cause I was like, how are we gonna explain like the coincidence of all of this? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and that. she goes, Well, it wasn't really a miracle. She's like, I was straight up following you. Uh, uh, oh. And
1: <laughs> what?
0: And she's like, I I am your biggest fan. Like I have read your books millions of times. And like I know that you go to the Silver Creek Lodge. And so sometimes I would just go and sit outside and look in your window, see the light on and just wonder no. what was going on no, in that, in that, do that. <laughs> genius brain of yours. No,
1: thank you. And Ketrid, this is,
0: <laughs> this is, is actually me.
1: how Ketra and I became friends. Yeah. This
0: originally. is also, this is also JK. This is also, um, me and JK Rowling pre transphobia. Right. So, yes. yeah.
1: Uh, Wait, we became friends because I was spying on you outside your window? Well, you're Kathy Bates and I'm James Conn. So. Oh, right. I'm yeah, just yeah. going to keep going with that and rewrite our tale of, of friendship.
0: Well, I got scared for a second because I was like, does Kim have a story of me sitting outside her window <laughs> watching her? <laughs> and I was like, rather than going, I don't remember that. I was like, I don't put that past me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I got I got really scared. About who I am as a person. I'm excited to find out more about our friendship. About our friendship. Yeah. So. uh, But she's very not like she's very nonchalant about it. She's like, you're a writer. You're my favorite writer. Make
1: it less uncomfortable for
0: me. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a big fan. Can you chill the fuck out? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's like, but then. I saw you leaving on Tuesday night and I couldn't figure out why a genius would be leaving when there's a huge storm coming <laughs> she just called you an idiot she did just call uh, no I I called you an idiot oh yeah uh and then you're like to be fair as there's like a razor on your neck what? uh I didn't know a storm was coming she's like oh it's she's like it's fine lucky lucky I knew that a storm was coming and now you're alive so great And she's like, I've read all your books, all eight. I know them by heart. No. (laughs) It's like, okay. So she finishes shaving him. She's like, smooth as a baby. And she goes to leave. And uh, Paul says, so when are the phone lines going to be up? I really have to call my daughter and my agent. And she's like, as soon as the roads are open, then they'll be able to fix the phone line she's like it shouldn't be long like this is how it goes she's like but if you give me their numbers when I go into town like I'll keep trying to call them and she goes to leave and then she stops and she's like can I ask you a favor and he's like whatever whatever you want and she's like um I saw that you have a manuscript and no never mind and he's like what and she's like, can I read it? And he's like, you know, I have a hard and fast rule that I only, right after I write a novel, I only let my agent, my editor, and anyone who saved me from dying in a snowstorm read it. So... oh cute. Yeah. And she's, like, so excited. And so she's like, okay, uh, I'll go get your pain meds. And then from out of the room, she's, like, talking to him. She's like what's the title and what's it about? And he's like, honestly, I don't know. He's like, why don't you read it and tell me? He's like, it's been so long since I've written anything other than misery that like, I don't even. Oh, so this is his non-misery book. Yes. His last misery book came out already. OK, like you. it's it it it's out. So when he was having that meeting, that flashback meeting, that was like, OK, your last misery book, it's been sent to the presses. And okay. then he's like, Great. I'm headed to Colorado to start writing what I actually want to write. Right. So Annie is like waiting for the final book t- to be available for purchase. She hasn't even read the final book yet. So he's like, I don't know. Like, why don't you read it and tell me what you think it should be called? And uh, he's like, maybe you can come up with a title. And she comes in. She's like, oh, like, I could do that. Like, she's just very like, I'm stupid and you're smart. Like, that's <laughs> just kind of how she is. She's really <laughs> cute. Now we cut to Buster, Sheriff Buster, at the inn. And the innkeeper is like, I mean, there was nothing weird about his stay. Like, he comes here whenever he writes a book, and he's like the best fucking customer ever. It's always the same. Um, I know he's finished his book when he orders his Dom Perignon. You know, has a glass, pays up, and he's out the door. Drives the same car, 1965 Mustang. Never makes a noise. Never bothers anyone. And he's like, I bet I bet that old Mustang is pulling into New New York right now. So now we cut back to Annie and she is sitting next to Paul's bed and she's feeding him tomato soup. And she's like, you know, I'm only 40 pages in to your manuscript, but. Oh, nothing. And he's like, what? She's like, well, who am I to criticize a brilliant writer? And he's like, I can take it. Like I, I'll be fine, yeah. And she's like, Well, it's brilliant. And he's like, Oof, rough criticism so far. <laughs> and she's like, But the swearing? There I said it. And he's like, Well, I mean, you don't I mean that's that's just how these slum kids talk. Like I was a slum kid, like this is this is how everyone talks. And she goes, They do not' She's like, what do I say when I go to the store? Hey, Wally, give me a bag of that effing pig feed and 10 pounds of that bitchly cow corn. And at the bank, do I tell Mrs. Bollinger, oh, here's one big bastard of a check. Give me some Christing money. <laughs> <laughs> and James Conn is just like, um, and as she's saying this, she's like jostling the soup and like spilling it on the bed. Okay. And she looks down and she's like, look, look there. See what you made me do. And he's just like, whoa, lady. Yeah. (laughs) And then she kind of like snaps out of it. And she's like, oh, Paul, I am so sorry. She's like, I, I get so worked up. And she's like, can you, can you forgive me? And Paul is just like, sure, it's fine. And she looks at him and she's like, I love you, Paul. Your mind. I love, I love, I love your mind. And he's like, Thanks. You know, gosh, uh, Kedra, just back up
1: off my piece, okay? Please, thank you. But
0: I love you and I love your mind and I want to lick it. (laughs) (laughs) So he smiles and then she leaves and his face is just like, What the fuck? Mm -hmm. And here's why James Conn is so great in this role. He's never not a tough guy. He's never not the tough guy from The Godfather. Like, he (laughs) just, his vibe is like, I don't take no shit. And he's like, I can handle this. Like, it's just, it's, I loved his performance. Like, we always talk about Kathy Bates' performance in Misery, but, like, James Conn, good fucking God. He was incredible. So, now we cut to Sheriff and Ginny and they're driving and we see that they are driving on the same part of the road that we saw Paul careen off of. Okay. Ginny is driving and then she, uh, and they're like both like probably 70, I would say. And she like puts her hand on his leg and starts like rubbing his leg. And he like takes her hand and puts it back on the steering wheel. And he's (laughs) like, Virginia, when you're in this car, you're my deputy, not my wife. <laughs> and, then, and then Ginny says, Well, this deputy would rather be home under the covers with the sheriff, if you ask me. Oh, cute. <laughs> so cute. I love uh, Eric and I are being Buster and Ginny for Halloween. I
1: know. I was like, what a cute
0: couple's costume. It's it gets even cuter. So uh after she says this, Buster's like, stop, 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 stop. She stops. And there's like a broken branch that just looks like it was freshly broken. And Jenny is like, I mean, it could be the wind. Like she's like, I don't see anything. And yeah. he's like, You're right. It could be the wind, it could be heavy snow, or it could be a car. And so he looks down the hill and it's just snow space. Like there it's just mm-hmm. it's just snow. Mm-hmm. Uh he tries to go down a little bit further. And, like, he can't even get, like, he literally falls into the snow, like, up to his chest. Ooh. And he's, like, trying to walk. And then he's, like, stuck. And he realizes, like, he's not going to be able to get down any further unless he, like, I don't know, gets a sled. I don't know what you a, do in that what? instance. I don't know. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: mm mm-hmm. Gotta go back and get the old police sled. <laughs> yeah, the police sled.
0: I mean, it. It. it I wasn't sure how he was going to solve this problem. But... Ginny's up at the top. And this is when I look to Eric and I was like, oh, my God. We are Jenny and Buster because Ginny is just standing up at the top and she goes, do you need some help? And he turns around and he's like, no, I'm having a great time. Thank you very much. And she just like rolls her eyes. So she ends up helping him back up. And we see just ahead of where he was. The camera now shows us. That there's a tire the car. Oh, poking no. out of the snow. But, like, there's truly no way that he could have right. yeah, gotten yeah. there on his own. When Buster gets up the t- up to the top, he's like, I hope he's not in there. Beca- or I hope he's not out there because if he is, he's dead. And he's like, let's go to the newspaper and, like, let them know, basically, so that we can just have people on the lookout. And as they're getting into the car, we see Annie driving in her car in the opposite direction. Okay. Cut to Paul waking up to the doorknob of his bedroom opening very, very slowly. And Annie pokes her head and she's like, I hope I didn't wake you up. And he's like, it's fine. And she's like, look what I got. And she holds up the final misery book. Oh. And Paul says, oh, so the roads are open. And she goes, oh, yeah, the road into town is open. She's like, I called the hospital. I spoke to the head orthopedic surgeon and he said, if it isn't infected, you know, there's no reason to try to like risk your health and rush you to the hospital. He told us to wait until the roads are more clear and then he will send an ambulance for you. But, um, you know, he says that it's safer for you to stay put. And she's like, and I also was able to call your agent and your daughter. Mm. Paul is like, oh, so the phones are working. She's like, yeah, the phone's in town. And then she like kind of changes the subject. She's like, oh, Paul, I peeked at the first page and it just it's just so beautiful. Like, I just can't wait to read it. And he kind of like interrupts her and is like, God, my daughter is going to go nuts. Like, it's her birthday today. And like, you know, what am I going to do? And and uh, Annie is like, well, your agent said that that she'll tell her. And she's like, but you'll have to wait till tomorrow to talk to her yourself. She's like, I'm sure that the phones will be up by then. And uh, she goes to leave and she's like, oh, Paul, what a poet you are. And then she, like, leaves and shuts the door.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: So cut to her bringing him food. And she's like, I'm on page 75. She's like, it's, I can't, I just, I can't even think of the words. Like, she's like, would you be insulted if I just said it was great? And he's like, no, great's fine. And she's like, but it's not great. It's, it's perfect. And then she, like, goes to leave. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So now there's nothing even creepy happening yet. It's just a just somebody who's a big fan of a writer, Kim. I, I don't I know why know. you're freaking out so much. I'm not
1: freaking out. I, I, I just, just really like the book, okay? I'm just calm just down. just listening with a big <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> and not awkward or uncomfortable smile at all. Just well, listening good. away. So, so now we cut
0: to a landscape of snow space where the house is located. So we kind of like see like where the house is in reference to okay. other things. Okay. Which is And it is nothing. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now we see Paul's room, and the door opens again, and in comes a big brown pig. A big oink brown oink. pig? Yep. Oh, hi, big brown pig. What's his name? And so she kind of, like, gets up on the bed, like, puts her po- hooves up on the Hello. bed, and Paul is just like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can
1: literally see James Conn and a big brown pig that he doesn't want to be near.
0: Yeah, and he's just like, uh. <laughs> but like, he can't even really even move right. away from it, yeah. so he's just like,
1: uh. <laughs> and but I love uh, that pig.
0: Oh, it, she's a really sweet pig, and she's got a little collar.
1: What's her name? And
0: so in comes Annie, and she's like, oh, you've met my sow. Misery. <gasps> Oh, (laughs) and James Conn just looks at her and she and goes, she's a fine uh, pig. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I'm on page 300 now. She's like, it's wonderful. And uh, or first she's like talking about her pig. She's like, it was lonely on the farm after my husband left. It was just me and the cows and the chickens. But now that I have misery, like she's she's my special girl. Like, I just love her uh that's when she's like i'm on page 300 i have to go back and get back to reading she's like it's wonderful and then she goes what's that ceiling that dago painted and i was like what the fuck and i was like eric what What? the fuck did she just say and he was like it's a racial slur yeah that's what i thought that you were saying did you know that yeah i've never ever heard that before in my life really Ne- never yeah. like i i didn't i had no idea what she was talking about uh, um
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> so uh james con like kind of looks at her and is like this sistine chapel and she's like yeah she's like it's as fine as the sistine chapel oh that oh. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. the question she asked from the answers to Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. That's where I was like, oh, 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 no. I feel like is the, isn't that term used in Godfather sometime? I could be making that up completely. But
0: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, Eric was surprised that I had never heard it before either. Like to the point where I had to like turn the captions on to be like, what did she even say? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. That's um.
1: B- b- bonkers though which part <laughs> that's that's what she said
0: yeah for that and james Conn is kind of, like he's literally <laughs> just like thank thank you for like <laughs>
1: this, is so, this so, compliment
0: that you wrapped so, up in a nice little racial slur so,
1: uh, so much so much yeah in there and so she, much in there and then she's like the, those are the only two
0: divine things in this world and like even though he wrote it james Conn is like is it? <laughs> he's just like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, thank you. But also, is it? <laughs> Which I just thought was so funny. So then she's like, come on, Misery. And Misery snorts out the door. And Annie, like, snorts after her. Oh. And then Annie, like, turns to Paul and, like, like snorts at him, like, just being playful. Uh-huh. And he's just like, uh-huh. He- like, he- just, ja- he- just James Conn face forever. Oh, yeah. I see it. And so now we cut to time has passed the day or whatever. And we cut to Annie staring out the window in his bed bedroom wistfully. And she's looking out the window and she's talking about, she's like, you know, I wasn't prepared when my husband left me. She's like, it was so lonely. You can't even imagine and it cuts to James Caan and he's just like laying in bed with like his arms under the covers and just kind of like, yep, S- sounds lonely. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps talking and she's like, she's like, I thought I was going to go crazy. And then like the the night shifts at the hospital, like they're so lonely too. And she's like, that's actually when I first discovered misery. And she was like, I would just read them over and over again. She's like, I only have two chapters left in this one. And I know when I finish it, I'll just start it all over again. Cut back to Paul. And he's just like, thank you. Cool. Cool. (laughs) And uh, he just like looks awkward. And then he pulls something out from under the covers. And he's like, all done. He was peeing the whole time while she was like talking to him. And he was just like, can I have a minute? Yeah, pee. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're all done. And she just like very nonchalant. Like she's a nurse. So a nurse. she just like yeah, nonchalantly yeah, totally. goes over and takes it. But then she stands at the foot of the bed and is like gesticulating with the thing of pee. pee? <laughs> OK. <laughs> and James is just like, can you not like I'd rather have the pig in here than you gesticulating at me with my own pee, please. <laughs> and she finally leaves. You know, she's just like, all right, I'm whatever. So now we cut to nighttime, the moon, yes. and it is definitely the moon. This bitch. <laughs> I know that you struggle <laughs> with identifying our heavenly body. We went
1: back and looked at that first photo of, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it was confusing. It was, it was
0: very confusing to it's the point where I'm a like, I still don't sky. know. a sky. Yes, yeah.
1: it looks like the sun in the dark sky is what it yes. looks like. But that, yeah. like, what? But what is that? Yeah, how it looks that? like
0: it looks like the sun is as bright as the sun is, but not illuminating any anything. anything else. Exactly. It was very confusing. So how I am I stand supposed by to it? know? So, moon, Paul's asleep in his bed. Nighttime, we see the door open and then we hear it slam, and it's Annie standing at the foot of his bed. And she just goes, you, you dirty bird. How could you? She can't be dead. Misery Chastain cannot be dead. And she's like losing her mind. And Paul's like, Annie, Annie, it's the 1800s. Women died in childbirth all the time. And she's like, no, you murdered her, you murdered her, you murdered her. And she, like, picks up, like, a chair and throws it at him. And it, like, shatters above his head. Oh, no. And she goes over to the bed. And she's, like, very catatonic now. And she just says, I thought you were good, Paul. But you're not. You're just an old dirty birdie. And I don't think I should be around you for a while and she goes walks out catatonically then turns before she closes the door and says and don't even think about anybody coming i didn't call them nobody knows you're here
1: oh no, oh, no. you better
0: hope you better hope nothing happens to me cuz if i die you die goodbye <laughs>
1: And then she leaves. <laughs> this does feel familiar. <laughs> it's exactly how Katrin got me to be friends with her. Yep, I broke both of your legs <laughs> and chained you
0: to a bed. Paul's freaking out, and then he hears her car leave. Okay, in the driveway. So, question number one, Kim? Yeah. What are you doing and what's Paul doing? I mean, my legs don't work, right? Correct. Neither does one of your arms. One of my arms doesn't work? One of your arms is in a sling. So because remember, his shoulder was dislocated. Yeah. So like one of his arms is in a sling. Yeah. And he has use of his left arm only of all of his limbs. Is there anything in the room with me? There is lots of, um, it's a grandma room. So it's a bed. And maybe a, it's like a, like a roll top desk kind of thing. Uh, Maybe a shelf with some stuff on it.
1: (sighs) Well, I guess... Since I clearly have magic powers and can light matches with my thumb. Right, you're a witch. Uh-huh. I'm just going to put out the call for help. Okay. Great. Just to your kidding. To your coven? Uh-huh. Um, Let's see. I don't know. I guess, like... I mean, I feel real fucked. Mm-hmm. I guess that... I will try to grab anything that's near me that could be like protection in any way or weapon like a letter opener, even like a pen or something. I don't know. Okay. Just in case. Um, what else can I do? I try to get the pig maybe to come in, but like here, piggy, piggy, piggy. What do I do with that pig? Pig. Go to town. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, or I could... like, I, I, I guess I could try to army crawl around. Uh, okay. I heard her car leave, you said? Yes. So you, you can... I will tell you,
0: you can assume she is not in the house. Yeah. And that you can hear her come back. We can presume those two things.
1: I think I'm going to try it.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Kim, this is question one, and I already see
1: your swan dive face.
0: So you're going to need to
1: get it together. I know. Remember when you were like, oh, it's harder with fucking paranormal shit. And I was like, no, both my legs are broken and my arm is dislocated. Like, what the fuck yeah. am I supposed to do? Like, I, I disagree. Uh, I can, like, do some spells and cover myself in salt and dive in holy water for those things. Right. Um, I, okay. I think that... Fuck it. Let's just... Him and I both army crawl around the house looking for a phone... And or knives and things together and one one arm and one arm. <laughs> yep. Really? So yeah. Look at us go. James Kahn self to self.
0: Yeah, James Kahn's <laughs> killing it. <laughs> you really are one. You really are. So this was where I was like, James Kahn's physicality work. Ooh, yeah is some of the most impressive physicality work I've ever seen. Nice. Uh, so what he does is he painfully, like, puts his left arm down on the ground, like, okay. to hold, stilt him up. Yeah. And then shifts his hips enough so that one more shift in his legs, the bottom half of him will fall off the bed. But he's, like... This is going to hurt so (laughs) fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. But he does it and he screams when he falls to the floor and immediately like breaks out into a flop sweat, which I thought was like really great on like the directorial makeup department that it's like, yeah, that idea of like so much pain and like sweat just pours out of your pores. And so now he starts dragging himself with his one army crawling with his one arm he finally gets to the door and the reason i gave you a point is because he learns something
1: she locks it Uh oh so we don't even get to go out of the the house right so the door is (laughs) locked
0: cut to the sheriff talking to lauren again and and the sheriff is like there's no reason to come here he's like we're working with the police and the FBI, you know, as soon as we know something, you'll know. And we see that Ginny was on the phone as well. And she gets off and she's like, no not, no, activity on his credit cards either. Like, mm-hmm. we're yeah. at a dead end there. So now we cut over to Paul again. And he is asleep on the floor. What the fuck? Uh, He's asleep on his floor but made it so that he's right next to the bed, uh, as opposed to like over by the door. And she comes in and she is all back to normal. And she's like, oh my God, you poor thing. She's like, this is all my fault. It serves me right. I knew I should have tried to figure out how to make this a proper hospital bed. Or I, you know, if only I had a proper hospital bed, Mm -hmm. this would have never happened. And she's like, uh, she's like, you know this is gonna hurt, but only for a few seconds because she has to like lift him back into the bed now, and it's just like so 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 painful. But she's like a very stereotypical nurse, and that she's like, "Oh, you cry baby," like in a in a sort of like coddling sort of way, like a very motherly type of way. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Okay, you just rush." She's like, "I have a big surprise for you, but first there's something you need to do," and uh. He's like, okay, but can I maybe have a snack while I'm waiting for the surprise? I'm really hungry. And she's like, you can have everything you need, but first you must listen. And she's like, I will admit something. Sometimes my thinking gets a little muddy. I mean, that's why I couldn't remember everything that they were asking me when I was on the witness stand in Denver. But this time... I thought very clearly. I asked God, and I was like, "Oh, there we go. Now we're in trouble." She's like, "I asked God, and he said, I delivered him unto you so that you may show him the way." And James Paul Kahn mm-hmm. is just like mm-hmm. And uh so she walks out the door of the bedroom and he looks terrified and annoyed like that's what james Conn was so good at is like he's terrified but he also is just like mother and- yes exactly <laughs> yeah so he's terrified and annoyed and his face just is this crazy bitch like he's just <laughs> I-, I love it you know um and uh she comes back in dragging an entire grill oh, a Grill. okay You know those orb-like grills? Yeah. Okay, she's dragging that in. She puts it next to the bed, and she takes the lid off, and there's his manuscript.
1: Oh, no.
0: With a can of kerosene and matches. And she douses the manuscript in kerosene, and James Conn in true James Conn fashion, goes, uh... When I said snack, I meant more like cheese and crackers. (laughs) I was like, I fucking love you. You're the best. You're about to get fucking murdered and you're still a wise guy. I just love it. (laughs) (laughs) And so she looks at him and she's like, no time for jokes. First, we must rid the world of this. And she puts out her hands that have the box of matches and a single match in it. Question two, what do you do and what does Paul do? (laughs)
1: <laughs> little does she know i don't need this box of matches to light any of this on fire i'm a witch <laughs> I do it with my bare hands my thumb <laughs> is a fire stick exactly um what do i do Well, fuck it. I mean, I'm trying to stay alive, so I'll light my manuscript on fire because I, you know what I mean. It's yeah, fine. I'll write a new one. I'll, sure. I'll be okay. Um, he. Uh, what does James do? Is his middle name actually Paul? Or were you just saying that?
0: No, his character name is Paul, so I was calling
1: him oh, James, James Paul Khan. I was like, JP? Yeah.
0: James Paul Khan. Sheldon
1: is his full <laughs> God-given. <laughs> Old JP Khan. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Does he do it or does he Okay, so he already figured out a bunch of things. Fuck it. Let's just hand in hand again. Ah. That's one and a half. Oh, my. Uh, He eventually
0: does light it on fire, but he tries a couple things first, which is why you got a half point. First, he very calmly looks at her and says, no problem. He's like. There's a bunch of other copies that are already circulating in New York. So Mm. burning this one doesn't do anything. So if that's what you need me to do, that's fine. And she goes, cool, then do it. And he's like, sure, easy. (laughs) But like, but like doesn't take the matches. doing it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then she finally, she finally goes, I know this is your only copy. When you were 24, you wrote your first book and didn't make another copy because you thought no one would read it. And now you only make one copy because you're superstitious. It's why you always come back to the Silver Creek Lodge. You told that story to Merv Griffin 11 years ago.
1: You creep! Get out of <laughs> way. Get out of Get away, you creep!
0: And she's like... <laughs> so then, so James Paul Kahn is like... Merv Griffin show, right, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Tell you what, I'll never publish it. It'll just be for me. No one'll ever see it." And she goes, "Paul, as long as it exists, your mind will never be free." And she then puts the match into his hand and and the match box into his hand, and then she just starts casually dousing the bed in kerosene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as she says... <laughs> no! As she
0: very casually, sweetly, and calmly says, Can't you see that's what God wants? I'm trying to help you and You're the a great- world. Help me help you. <laughs> and he's just like, again, just a wise guy. He's a wise guy about to get whacked. It's like, they don't want to get whacked, but they <laughs> they they're not going to show their vulnerability. Yeah. God damn it! They're um,
1: keep it stay till the end.
0: Yeah. So he lights it with magic, uh, and he looks like he's going to cry, but like in a James Conn kind of way. And he, without without looking, like throws it into the grill, Oof. and it just like huge fire. She then is, like, she then is, like, somehow surprised by the fire because it's, like, the paper is going everywhere and, like, lighting the curtains on fire. Oh, and she's just there going, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, oh, heavens to Betsy. Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. And he's just, like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> so then she, like, runs out of the room and douses it, like, pours a bucket of water on it and then just looks at it and goes, that's an oogie mess. And then wheels the grill out. But then she stops because they both hear a helicopter
1: above her house.
0: Help! So she goes to the window and she watches the helicopter circling her house. So now we're in the helicopter and we see that it's Sheriff Buster and helicopter man. And, He is flying over Annie's property and there's like, like he can see her neighbor, but her neighbor is very, 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 very far away. And he's Mm -hmm. like, there's the old blah, blah farm and there's the Wilkes farm. And he looks in the driveway and he's like, ah, damn, no 65 Mustang there. All right, let's circle back around and they leave. Mm
1: -hmm. No.
0: So Paul is just defeated, like absolutely defeated. And uh, she then says something. She's like, God, it just seems like the winters are getting shorter and shorter here. Some people say it's because there's a hole in the ozone layer. What do you think, Paul? And he's just like, I I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, well, it's a theory. And I was like, is this bitch a fucking climate denier, too? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Using racial slurs, climate denier. So before she leaves, she puts his pain pills in his hand and leaves the
1: room question three what do you do and what does paul do we're both gonna save them not take them we're gonna start saving them saving them up hand in hand shoulder and shoulder Double ding beach yes
0: so he takes the pills and he puts them under his mattress Cut to her up in her room watching Love Connection, <laughs> eating a giant family-sized bag of Cheetos and a full two-liter of full-sugar Coke. Oh, no. Uh, cut to him eating Jello in his room. So t- time has passed. He can still barely fucking move, and there are two, his two little orange pills on a doily, and he looks at them, and then he takes his knife... Not his knife, his fork, and he cleans it off, cleans the food off, and he pokes a hole in the seam of the mattress now. So as opposed to putting it underneath, pokes a hole in the seam and shoves those two pills into the hole in the mattress and covers it up. So now we cut to the next day, and he's in a wheelchair now. She's wheeling him. His legs are straight out because he still can't bend his legs. And she's like, isn't this nice? And he's fucking had it. So now he's like sarcastic, James Paul Kahn. And he's like, yeah, I've always wanted to see what the other side of the room felt like. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I got this for you. And she hands him an electric razor. And she's like, now you can shave yourself. And he goes, God, if I'd known this was the surprise, I would have burned all my books. Oof. (laughs) And she's like, oh, don't poke fun. She's like, this is a big day for you. I'll bring you your real surprise. And she's like, sit tight. I'll set it all up. And she is setting everything up and she brings in a table and uh, he's like, set what up? And she's like, well, now that you've gotten rid of that nasty manuscript, you can get back to writing Misery. And she's like, it'll be called Misery's Return. And she's like, it'll be a book in my honor for saving your life and nursing you back to health. And James Paul Kahn is like, you expect me to just just whip up a book? And she's like, I expect nothing but your masterpiece. And so she sets him up with a typewriter, leaves the room. Uh, So like she put the typewriter down and then she leaves the room. And as she leaves, uh, James Paul Kahn sees that there's a bobby pin on the ground. So now she comes back in. And she's got reams of paper and she's talking about this is the most expensive paper and here's this typewriter and I got a good deal on the typewriter because it's missing an N. And she says, I told her N was one of the two letters, was one of the letters in my favorite writer's name. And I was like, isn't N in everybody's name? Doesn't every name have N in it? I guess Kim doesn't. I just feel like N is a really common letter. It's not like, it's not like Z is missing. Kim's just staring at me. She's giving me no response. Uh, she's just staring at me like James Paul Kahn staring at Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She won't respond. It's she feeling really real right now. Me.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. and is a common letter.
0: It's a common letter. I just thought it was a dumb thing to say. So then he but responds. it is not in everyone's name. No. He then responds, it's two of the letters
1: in my favorite nurse's name. Annie and she's oh, like oh we're trying this now I see and she's like Paul you fooler she says did I do good
0: and he says you did great <sighs> <sighs> only problem is what question four what do you say and what does he say
1: The only problem is, I need something to help me write. What do I need? You did good, except I need something to write. Mm -hmm. Do I need to? Do I need to come up with what that is? Um,
0: I'll tell you right now. I don't expect you to get the exact thing that he gets, but I would love to know what you would what you kim burns would get
1: i need what can i get her to do i'm gonna say Hmm. except i need this super sharp knife to write with <laughs> <laughs> um, double dip <dipped. laughs> i usually keep a loaded gun by me when i write could i have that please
0: I need um, some I need some poison to put <laughs> into your wa- I mean my what? I mean not poison.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say um I always start by like having a drink and so will you have a drink with me and then I'm going to try to put the pills in her drink. And she's not looking. I'll give you a double ding for that. Like just
0: thanks. Getting her out of the room before she sees the bobby pin so he says uh you did great the only problem is i can't use this paper it smudges and she says how can it smudge it was the most expensive and he goes come on i'll show you so he puts a piece of paper in types the word smudge and then pulls it out and he smudges it and it it smudges now, to be fair, I think if you do that right after you type, the right. paper any is going to smudge. But yeah, she looks at it and she goes, well, what do you know? It does smudge. And he's like, I thought you'd find it interesting. He's like, I, I want you to be involved in the whole process, Annie. And uh, so she's like, OK, I'll go get the paper. And then she turns and says, anything else you need? Any other crucial requirements that need satisfying? And she and he's like, nope, just the paper, just the paper. And she says, are you sure? And he's like, Annie, is something wrong? And she says, I cook for you. I clean for you. I dress you. I feed you. And what's the thanks I get? Oh, this is the wrong paper, Annie. Well, I'll get your paper, but you better start appreciating me, Mr. Man. Oh, 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 no. And then she slams a ream of paper on his lap and he's like, and like screams. As he's like trying to get his breath back, he sees her pull out of the driveway. He then reaches down to the floor, barely grabs the bobby pin. But first, he has to use his bad shoulder, his dislocated shoulder to like wheel himself uh and we do see that like his shoulder is actually more usable than what he is showing it to be to her okay yeah um so he wheels over to the door and everything is hard like what i didn't realize until i saw this was like if your legs are straight out in a wheelchair like it's you're that much more immobile in the sense that, like, if you need to reach something, you have to, like, turn a... Go, you have to, has to be behind mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, crazy. So he goes over to the door and he's like, come on, you wrote it. Now let's see if it works. So he takes the bobby pin and he bends one half of it down. So um. it, like... It doesn't matter. He bends one half of it down. And he sort of, like, tries to put it in the lock and he drops it. <laughs> and this is where I laughed, like... He doesn't say, oh, shit, like you or I would say, oh, shit, where we're almost in tears, where it's like, shit. He just drops it. And he's like, oh, shit. And, like, just <laughs> picks it back up. <laughs> like, He's just so chill. Picks it back up, working it into the lock. So mm. much physical body work. So impressive. Um, and after a minute, it clicks. And, like, he seems surprised. Like, he's like, oh, shit, great. OK. I- it worked. I did. Great. <laughs> yeah. So he wheels himself out of the room. But everything is hard. His legs are sticking straight out. And he sees, he goes to the front door, obviously, first place he goes. The knob turns, but it's locked by the deadbolt, which means he can't pick the lock. So he goes into another door. All of the rooms have doors, as opposed to, like, you know, an op- like every room is closed with a oh, door. okay, okay, okay. Um. So he goes into the living room, and he sees a phone.
1: Phone, so phone. Wheels
0: himself over to the phone. He picks it up. He-, he turns the phone over. There's nothing in it. It's just decoration.
1: What the fuck, you
0: creep? Creep. creep and he creep. just he just puts the phone down. He goes, you crazy bitch. <laughs> So now we cut to the general store and we see that Annie has the paper and is getting back into her car. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, James Conn, you are not fast enough. She is on her way back. So Paul is wheeling around everywhere very slowly, not doing great. And he wheels past these little like, uh, those little like, they look like blown glass, but they're little animals that uh-huh. you might see yeah, at like yeah, yeah. the Hallmark store. I used to have a and ton of those. Yes. Oh, yeah. You did have a ton of those. And it like it looks like a little army of little animals that like a penguin is leading. <laughs> like is the head of the march. And he's like That's going past. Too close to home for me. I don't like I don't like <laughs> I don't like what you're implying. <laughs> I'm not implying anything, creep. Uh, so he wheels past it and he knocks the fucking table. Now- oh. As the penguin is falling to the ground. He grabs it. And ah. He's like, oh, man. And he puts it back. So now it looks like the penguin is like talking to a bunch, t- talking to his subjects as opposed to okay. his subjects. Uh, and he's kind of like looking around the room and he sees like a couple things. He sees like a scrapbook that says memories on it. Um, he sees a shrine to him. And his books. So it's like all of his books lined up. And then like an autograph picture <laughs> oh, of him. No. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Uh, and then he wheels into the hallway again. And we see another door. He then uses his feet to like push open the door. And he's like, uh. Ah. And we see that it's like a utility closet. And he looks up. And he sees a bunch of pain pill packets. Question five. What do you do, and what does he do?
1: Um, I guess we both take a bunch, hand in hand. Question mark. Double ding! Oh my god! So
0: double ding! He sees, and they're in um, little. Uh, they're not in like a bottle. They're in like little foil. Pop them out. Okay. Of things. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So he grabs, like, a sheet of them and shoves them into, like, the waist of his pants. Okay. Right? Uh, and he tries to go into the kitchen, but he can't get the chair over a little lip. You know, there's, like, a lip in yep. the floor. He, yep. can't, he can't get it over. And his arm's not strong enough to do that. Uh, but on the other side of the kitchen, there's a knife block. And there's also another door, like a back door. Okay. So question number six, what do you do and what does Paul do?
1: Oh, this is tough. So here are my thoughts. Part of me is like maybe it's time that I like just go back to bed or go back to the room and kind of like be safe. Like I have this. I know what the, the – the. I have my bobby pin. I have – the 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 lay of layout. the land. Yeah yeah yeah. That's what I was looking for. I knew. Um, and you know, stay safe until like my next opportunity, or try to try and get over this lip. Um, are you getting over this lip? If I get over the lip, um. Like I'll have a knife, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Fuck! How do I get over the lip? I need like a ramp, maybe <laughs> build a ramp. <laughs> Miss Annie,
0: would you mind building me a ramp where, like, I don't know, say a wheelchair could get over this this
1: lip in your kitchen for no particular reason? Just curious. <laughs> I use my magic powers and I'm just like, Akio, Akio, Akio. Akio, but
0: that's bringing something to you. So that only works if you know where a ramp Oh, knife. Okay. I thought you were trying to bring a ramp to me. No, I skipped over that whole thing. I was like, I don't need a ramp if I can just bring the knife to me. See, this is why you and I are a great crime fighting duo because (laughs) you have the use of logic. (laughs) To me, I was like, why would you Akio a ramp to yourself? (laughs) fucking idiot like my goal
1: is the knives uh fuck um uh, fuck my life Fuck, fuck 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 it i guess okay i i need more time to think so i guess i'm just i'm hand in hand we're going back in the room and locking it back up to stay safe until our next opportunity and to to think one point for
0: you I was screaming at the TV when I saw this because obviously we know that she has the paper and is on her way back. But even as Paul, I'm like, you know, that town's not that far away. Right. Like, you know how long she's been gone. Right. He can't get over the lip. So he gets himself painfully out of the chair. Wow. And army crawls to the door. Okay. Tries it, it's locked. Don't know why right now he doesn't try to pick it, but regardless, um,
1: he also, then like, aren't doors locked from the inside. I mean, she appears to be a
0: locker. Of, <laughs> I guess if of it's doors. like a a, a, a pet, pa- not a pa- deadbolt, is what you're thinking. Yeah, deadbolt um so he painfully gets himself out uh and now we cut to annie driving so we see like she's almost here cut to him scooting across the kitchen floor oh this is where he's scooting across the kitchen floor to the black to the back door locked he's laying on the floor he tries to sit up like against the fridge and he's like exhausted like obviously getting to like the side of the room he's exhausted. yeah and he like sees that he can like not really reach the knives in the block. Of course Now not. that he's not in the chair. Yeah. Uh huh. And then he hears her car. So if he can. JP. Right. So if he can hear her car, that means she is in the driveway. Right. So he's like, fuck. And he starts crawling really fast. But this is the type of thing where it's like, it doesn't matter how much it hurts. He has to use his whole body. Yeah, and yeah, so, like, yeah. Again, his physical work out of this world. He looked like he was in so much pain, painfully gets back into the chair quickly, quotation marks. Um, He's wheeling back through the house, pushes off walls. He's like sweating profusely. We now see her coming up the porch steps and like getting her keys out. And she drops a ream of paper and we're like, oh, so she bends down to pick up the paper He then is, like, wheeling through the house, and he has to, like, close a door, like, from behind, like, kind of Uh make it swing closed. And he goes into the room. Kim, question seven. What can't you and he forget to do? Lock the door. Lock the door. Yes. You're doing so good. It's because I am James Conn. (laughs) Right. And we haven't even gotten to the bonus questions yet. So he relocks the door. And that was something where, like, I was in such a panic that when he went back to lock the door, I had forgotten. So I was like, nice. That was so smart. So he now hears her inside and he hears her talking to him, saying, Got the paper, whatever the fuck. And he's like putting his arm back into the sling. And as he's doing it, he sees that the pills are still sticking out of his pants, mm-hmm. but the door is opening. Uh-huh. So she's walking in and he quickly just uh-huh. like covers it with his hands and she, and he's dripping with sweat. Yeah. And Annie comes in and she's like, oh my God, you're dripping with perspiration. <laughs> and, yeah. and your color is, is very hectic. Uh, like, hectic. Hectic. Yeah. Uh, and she says, what have you been doing? Question eight, Kim, what have you been doing? And what does James Paul Con
1: Sheldon say he's been doing? What have we been doing that makes us sweaty sitting in this room? Uh, well, I was just thinking about how uh, excited I am to be writing this new book. And I'm getting so nervous that like, you're gonna read it and be part of it with me, like I just don't know if I'm good enough, and like it's all I can think about. And I just started getting like extreme anxiety about it. Okay. And he has been no, mm-hmm. she wouldn't like that. Yes, <laughs> been... masturbating. That's what I was thinking, but I was like, she she wouldn't like that. (laughs) No, I wouldn't be like a positive answer for her. Yeah. Uh, I thought that's what you were gonna say. What have you been (laughs) doing? Masturbating. It's moving on. It is the first thing that crossed my mind. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Glad we're on the same page of that. But I don't think. But I'm not left-handed, and my right arm's in a sling, so it took a little bit more effort. Really worked up a sweat. Um, but yeah, I I don't, I don't think it's the best answer for her. Right. What was he doing? Uh, I have a fever. He has a fever. I don't know. That's all I have. That's a half a point.
0: I don't think she'd be convinced by your anxiety question. Uh, only because she knows everything about your personality. Mm -hmm. What he says is... You know damn well what I've been doing. I've been sitting here suffering. You forgot my pills. <sighs> Ooh, nice. And so she comes over and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Here, let's get you into bed. So he go, she goes uh-huh, to lift uh-huh, him. He's uh-huh. like, no, you have to get my pills first. And he starts begging her. He's like, please, Annie. Only you can take my pain away. So she looks at him deadpan and just says, it just breaks my heart to see you like this. Turns around and walks out. He tucks the pills into his pants. Nice. And she then brings him back his pills. And she says, I've done a lot of thinking. And the main reason that I think I've never been popular is because of my temper. And she's like, you must be so mad at me. Now tell me the truth now. And he looks at her and he's like, who doesn't need to blow off a little steam every once in a while? And uh, so she puts him back into bed, tucks him in, and then she hands him a uh, notepad and a pencil. And she says, while you're resting, in case you have any inspiration. And uh, she says, think of me, think of me as your inspiration. Mm -hmm. And she says, I have faith in you, my darling. And then walks to the door, turns around and says, catch this. And blows him a kiss. (laughs) And James Paul Con Sheldon goes, caught it. (laughs) (laughs) and she leaves (sighs) and he takes the pills out of his mouth and sticks them in the mattress cut to helicopter again the snow is now melting so now the car we see a car wreck cut to a crane pulling the car out of the snow And the news is reporting that Paul Sheldon, the famous author, is presumed dead. (sighs) Sheriff is over at the car with Ginny. And he doesn't. He doesn't think Paul got out of the car alone. What does he see about the car? that tells him somebody helped him out.
1: It's been crowbarred open from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a detective too. You are. So he says
0: God, he and Jenny are so cute. So he's looking at it and Jenny says, "You don't think he's dead, do you?" And he says, "He might be dead, but he 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 didn't get out of this car on his own. Somebody mm. helped him." Yeah. So now he knows he's looking for somebody who saw him in the car. Uh, Cut back to Paul. Right before we left you in your bed, you were given something. What are you going to do with one or two of those items that you were given?
1: Hmm. I have a paper and a pencil. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... This is a what it what do what do I what is he? Mm-hmm. Both of you, yes. Well, I don't fucking know. Write a book. Done. Misery's alive. Yeah. What else am I here for? Uh, what the fuck do I do with a fucking pencil and a fucking pad of paper? stab my own eyes out Uh, i want to say like crush up the pills but like warmer i guess if i have the i guess if i have the um little pill packet thing i can put it in there because i was like what do i do with just like powder then Um, like, I don't, do I have cups or things? I don't know. What do I do with a pencil, a pad of paper, and a bunch of pain pills? That is the question. To be or not to be. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to make a little cup holder with my paper, like a little cup. uh, Yep. Little. A holdy. A holdy holdy. thingy. A little holdy. Uh Okay. And I'm gonna mess up do? all my pills and put them in my holdy. So now I have ready-made, prepared poison. Okay. Put that in my mattress. Okay. He... Fucking does the same because I can't think of god into the thing any that that was hard enough. I can't think of anything else. I don't know. What? What? Just tell me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? Double ding! Yay! He takes, he takes the a piece of paper and he makes an envelope out of it, a holdy, if you will. Yep, a holdy. The pills are capsules, so he doesn't have to crush them. He can just open them. Oh, I didn't
1: realize they were capsules.
0: Uh, cause yeah, it didn't. Doesn't really matter, but whatever. Um, and he like takes a taste of it, which I was like. Why did he just, I asked Eric, I was like, why did he just take a taste of it? And he was like, well, I mean, he is in pain. I know I was like, it like, probably hurts. Yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, and he empties the rest into the po- into the pouch. Kim, bonus question. What do you do with now a bunch of little plastic orange halvesies? You know, like the powder comes in like the little pill capsules.
1: So I just have a bunch of capsules left over.
0: Yeah, what are you gonna do with them?
1: Okay. Do I need the and this is a bo- this is just
0: anything. a bonus, so you don't have to come up with him. This is just a bonus question. What does he do?
1: I mean, like, just trying to make sure if I don't need them for anything. We, <laughs> us, I, together, I. as one. The plural I. The plural I. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I don't think that I do. Will capsules help me? I don't think so. So we just eat them, I think. Bonus. <laughs> I just. Yes. I just thought that was
0: like. just is a good idea. I just idea. thought that was so smart. Because yeah. it's like obviously they're edible because you right. take them as pills. Right. Yeah. It is. It is great. Bonus point for you. All right. So here's the clue that I'll give you because this will make you happy. Uh, with that bonus point, you have three quarters of your debtor lives
1: correct now. <laughs> <laughs> so, because you did so damn bad in the first place,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut to later, and he is at the typewriter and he's staring at a blank page, and he just starts typing. And we just see he's just crazy-eyed typing, fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, 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 oh, fuck. No. Fuck. <laughs> he takes it out, Jack Torrent style, balls it up, tosses it away, starts typing again. We see time pass, still typing. Time passes. Annie comes in. She comes marching in with his part of his book, and she says, "I'm sorry, Paul. This is all wrong." She's like, "You'll have to start over." And he's like, "What? What?" She's like, "Except for naming the grave digger after me, you can keep that." But this is all wrong. And he's like, "What okay. are you talking about?" She's like, "It's not fair." And he's like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" And she says, "On Saturday afternoons, when I was a child, I used to go to the movies every. Uh, oh, I already said that. Every Saturday afternoon, and I would see the chapter plays." And James says, "You mean the cliffhangers?" And she goes, "I." So that, Mr. Man, they're also (laughs) called cereals. I'm not stupid. Okay. And he's like, okay. (laughs) So she tells the story of her favorite uh, chapter play. So what this was was like before, uh, I guess it was like watching a weekly episode of TV, but you had to go to the movie theater to watch it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And they were called cliffhangers or serials or chapter plays. She says, my favorite one was Rocket Man. And she says, uh, uh, Rocket Man, the bad guys, sealed him into his car, knocked him out, uh, took out the brakes, and sent him uh, careening towards a cliff.
1: Mm -hmm. Now,
0: at the end of that chapter play that Saturday... We saw Rocket Man's car go flying off the cliff and I was so scared and so excited and I just couldn't imagine what they were gonna do next week. So I go there next week and the place start or the, the thing starts up where it left off the week before and we see him about to careen off the cliff and somehow he gets out of the car and is saved before the car goes off the cliff and everyone starts cheering. But not me. I stood up in the middle of the theater and I said, this isn't what happened last week. They cheated us. Have you all got amnesia? He didn't get out of the cock-a-doodie car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And James Paul Sheldon is just looking at her and he just goes, Yep, they, they always cheated like that in the cl- the chapter plays. And he's just, like, trying to appease her. And so then she comes over to him. She says, misery was buried in the ground at the end, Paul. So you'll have to start there. There Uh, Oh, I
1: see. I see. Okay. So he
0: clearly tried to just be like, she's alive. Start her as a person living. Right. Right. So cut to more snow.
1: (sighs) More Snowing again. Snow.
0: Snowing again. Annie is reading a chapter sitting across from him in the room, and he's just sitting there watching her read. She finishes, and he says, is it fair? Should I keep going? And she says, you better. She's all excited and blah, blah, blah. And she's literally, like, jumping up and down. And he's humoring her, and he's just like, glad you like it. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, can I read every chapter as you finish it? And he's like, sure can. And she's like, will she still love so-and-so with that perfect love? And he's like, you'll have to wait. And then she, like, spins around like a fucking Disney princess and is like, Misery is alive!
1: She's alive!
0: And I'm like, this bitch is (laughs) fucking crazy. (laughs) And then she's like, I'm going to put on Liberace. You like Liberace, right? And he looks at her and goes... Whenever he played Music City, radio fucking hall, who do you think was in the front row? She's like, oh, Paul. <laughs> so she goes to leave, and then he says, oh, Annie, will you have dinner with me tonight?
1: <sighs> and
0: Annie's face is just like boner to the face. <laughs> she puts her out. <laughs> pokes her eyes out. And he's like, you know, to celebrate misery's return. He's like, I couldn't have done it without you. Uh
1: And
0: she is like catatonic with joy Uh that she's just Uh like, oh, Paul, that would be an honor. And she just kind of like turns and leaves like she's in a daze. Uh And it cuts back to James Kahn's face. God, it was just... His choices are so subtle yet so clear. It just—you have to watch this regardless, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really um, want to. So now we I cut mean, to they Ginny. They both sound amazing. Oh my god, incredible! It's—it's it's not that she's not incredible. It's that I feel like everyone talks about how incredible Kathy Bates is in Misery because mm-hmm. this was one of the first things she did. Um, so I feel like James Kahn's performance isn't as talked about, but I was like, he's fucking killing
1: it. Yeah. Was she so, nominated for something for this? I think she
0: was. Well, we'll post mortem it. How could we possibly know? Um, so now we cut to Ginny on the phone in the sheriff's office. And she's like, No, I haven't seen him. He never tells me anything. He's probably out having an affair somewhere. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, nope, here he comes. So he comes in. She's like, It's Jim. He wants to know who you're having an affair with. And the sheriff comes over and, like, kind of chuckles to himself. And he's like, hi, Jim. And he's like, nope, we've been over this. If you put benches outside your store, you're inviting people to sit on them. I'm not going to come arrest people sitting on your benches. (laughs) 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 And so uh, as he's talking to Jim, Ginny is taking a bunch of books out of the shopping bag that Buster just brought in and uh she's like it's all the misery books and he's like well uh she goes well whoever she is she likes to read and uh (laughs) buster hangs up with jim and goes virginia i'm flattered that you think i have that much energy and he's like ah i'm like this is eric and me uh and he's like i figured if i can't find paul sheldon i can at least find out what he wrote about and jenny goes Well, what do you expect to find? A story about a guy who drove his car off a cliff in a snowstorm? (laughs) And Buster looks at her and goes, You see? That's just the kind of sarcasm that's given our marriage real spice. Cute. And then he walks away. So now we're back at the house. Liberace playing. Dinner. Her hair's all done up. She's wearing her finest frock with a little lace doily for a collar. And... He's being like a real flirt. And like, I feel you, girl. Like if James mm. Conn turns on the flirt machine, goodbye. <laughs> um, he is my type. Um, and she's like really nervous. Like she's looks like a little schoolgirl. And he talks about her meatloaf and he's like, Can't get something this delicious in New York. And she's just like <laughs> like she's just beside herself. <laughs> so then he says. Let's have a toast. And so he pours her wine and she gets like really coy because he like gives her a really tall pour and she's like, oh, no, no, no. Like she thinks they're on a date. She thinks that they are in love. Yeah. Um, And he goes to toast or no, she goes to toast and says to misery. And he goes, if we're going to do this, let's do this right. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, do you have any candles? yes 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 and she's like i i think so let me go let me go look and like she kind of trips over her boner a couple times (laughs) of course and uh as she gets up and leaves the room he keeps talking like to kind of distract her which is really smart yeah so that any noise he makes like you know he's really smart And he goes, did you study decorating or do you just have a flair? And like her decorating is trash. Like her decorating is like grandma psychopath. Like that's her decorating aesthetic. It's not my jam. Uh, And he pours the powder into her glass. She comes back in with the candles. And she says... If anyone told me I'd be having a candlelit dinner with Paul Sheldon in my own home, I'd have to check both legs to see which one was being pulled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. She sits down. They go to have a toast. And as she goes to toast, she knocks the candle over, goes to grab the candle, and spills her wine everywhere. So I'm going to be James Caan for a second, and I would like you to describe my face.
1: (laughs) Uh, Dead face, but very opened eyes. (laughs) Just dead face (laughs) with. He couldn't. This was the one time where
0: he had no chill. just with just very wide-eyed, wide-eyed dead face was I describe. Wide-eyed dead face. He had wide-eyed dead face and he just like couldn't like I was like, "Dude, you're going to fucking blow it if you don't fucking say something she's going to know something that was in the wine." And uh so he's just like just turning in his mind. And she just goes, "Oh, can we just pretend this never happened?" And he kind of like snaps out of it where I was like, "Come on, man, get it together." And he just toasts her. And it's just like, "Sure." They toast. So now we cut to a montage of several (laughs) days passing.
1: (laughs) I worked so hard for that.
0: So hard. So many days. He works so I mean, I was devastated. I was exhausted when I saw that. I was exhausted. I just couldn't (laughs) believe it. I just was like, I mean, this is this is the argument for Stockholm syndrome. Like, I feel like enough of those things happen and you're just, you're like, just like okay i love you're like now. not only do i give up but i'm also in love with you let's just go let's just do this <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i can't
1: do it anymore yeah
0: <laughs> so uh cut to a montage several days passing and him just typing away forever just type typeity type sun moon type 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 and her reading it as it goes uh intersplice with buster reading the books in bed with ginny typing forever and then uh annie saying best misery i've ever you've ever written uh we see some of the transcript no ends in any of the transcript (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and then we see like at twilight one day him lifting the typewriter over his head and just like like trying so hard to lift it to like lift it over his head then we have a thunderstorm and really bad rain Cut to him doing uh, lifts now with the typewriter. Now Ooh, he can, like, lift it. Working them arms. And he hears her coming, and he, like, puts it down really quickly when he hears her coming. And she comes in, and she's haggard. Like, she hasn't brushed her hair in days. She has no makeup. She's just, like, it looks like she's, like, taken, like, Klonopin or something. She's just dead-faced. Okay. And she just walks over and puts his pills on the doily and walks, here's your pills. And then goes to leave. And Paul says, Annie, what's, what's wrong? What's up, girl? And she says... She never really looks at him. She looks... At, she's, like, not making eye contact. And she just is, like... The rain gives me the blues. She's like... When you came, I only loved the writer, Paul. Now I love the rest of him. I know you don't love me. Don't say you do. She says... I know I'm not a movie star type. I was like, yeah, I know. We all know (laughs) that you, I, me, we are not a movie star type. We get it. The plural I. The plural I. I is not movie star type. (laughs) So let me compose myself. She says... You'll never know the fear of losing someone like you when you're someone like me.
1: Oh.
0: And he says, "Why would you lose me, Annie?" And she says, "Well, your books almost finished. Your legs are getting better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Soon you'll be wanting to leave." And he says, "Why would I leave? I like it here."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she says, that's very kind of you, but I bet it's not altogether true. And then she pulls a pistol mm-hmm. out of her robe pocket mm-hmm. and holds it ah. and says, I have this gun. Sometimes I think about using it. I better go now. I might put bullets in it. Oh, no. And she leaves <laughs> Oh no! and shuts the door. And James, Paul, Khan, Sheldon, Uh, the first. uh, It just has a uh, what the fuckles face on. uh, Just uh, this crazy bitch. God uh, damn it. uh, (laughs) Then he hears the front door open and close. We see her walking out into the rain in her robe, get in the car. And drive off. Mm -hmm. Question 11, Kim. What you gonna do and what's he
1: gonna do, bitch? What's you gonna do, bitch? What you gonna do? Am I in my wheelchair? Yes, ma'am. But in my room? Yes, ma'am. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're so tired. You're like I don't know. Ask her to marry me when she gets back. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm gonna go out of the room. I'm strong now. I've been working yep. out. I've been Your lifting typewriters. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get over that lip, and I'm gonna get a knife. I'm gonna get the okay. best knife of all the knives. All the knives. I'm gonna. Keep Is that, that you knife. or him? Hand in hand. Uh, may as well. Oh, great. Done. So proud of you. I was going to take a pokey around for the gun as well, but start with the knife for sure. Ah, Uh, so proud of you.
0: So yes, cut to him in the kitchen, getting the knife out of the block and scooting back to his room. Cut to Buster, reading in bed with Ginny. And he says out loud, there is a justice higher than that of man. I will be judged by him. And Jenny looks over, and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "They're about to haul misery off to court." And Jenny goes, "That's nice, dear." <laughs> and Buster then grabs a little piece of paper and writes what he just said down on a piece of paper. What is it again? Uh, there is a justice higher than that of man. I will be judged by him. Justice. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cut to Paul, and he's. Oh, I guess. He's wheeling back to his room now, so he can wheel much faster now. He hadn't quite gone back to his room. He wheels through the living room, and he stops when he sees an open, that open scrapbook that said memories on it. Mm -hmm. So he starts looking through. And it's an old-timey scrapbook where you really had to, like, tape things into it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go through each page, okay? Baby pictures of Annie. Article, local banker dies, plunges to death. It appears to be her dad article top nursing student falls to death article Annie Wilkes garners nursing school honors with an elect Nixon sign as well. And I went into Eric and I was like, Nixon was a racist, wasn't he? And he was like, sure was. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So uh, then we see article Annie Wilkes to head intensive care unit and then an obituary next to it Um article. Veteran pediatric doctor die or nurse dies while in a coma at local hospital. Article Wilkes named county's head maternity nurse. Article Baby Lucy dies after five weeks struggle in the hospital. Article Second newborn death at Eldridge County Memorial. Article mm. Nurse questioned in hospital infant deaths. Pick of misery on top of an article. Oh, misery the pig, like just taped in next to articles about death. <laughs> Article, infant deaths uh, reclaim hospital's nursery or something like that. Article, maternity nurse behind bars. And it's a big picture of Annie Wilkes. And underneath the, like, subtitle, it says, Dragon Lady Arrested in Recent Baby Deaths. Whoa. Closes the scrapbook. Cut to him rolling back to the room. Cut to him in bed practicing and now looks like this the sun has gone down so it's nighttime are and you it's him. sure no but let's go with it it's there's no way to know Sons
1: we and don't moons know are what's hard. up what's Sons down suns and moons yeah. are hard
0: they are and we see him practicing pulling the knife out so basically he has it in his sling arm okay and he's practicing pulling it out <laughs> cut to him what
1: i'm just thinking of me doing that
0: Yeah, I think Ah. he was trying to. Yeah, I think he was avoiding trying to look like you doing it. So, yeah. Uh, So now we cut to him just still laying in bed awake, and we hear the car pull in. We hear her footsteps walk to the door, and we see through the shadow underneath the door that she's just standing outside his door. Mm -hmm. She doesn't come in. And James Paul Con Sheldon is like, fuck. So he just says, okay, see you in the morning, and hides the knife under the mattress. Cut to him waking up. It's still a super rainy night, and she's just ah! Ah! standing <laughs> over his bed. And she just quickly grabs his arm, shoots him up with something, and walks away. And he just is like, no. Nah! <laughs> and he's out. <laughs> uh... <laughs> marry me <laughs> next morning waking up super stoned and he's like even smiling almost like he was maybe having a nice dream and uh,
1: just not here
0: yeah just not here yeah, basically anything else. and literally anywhere else yeah and she's like Paul and he like almost smiles because he like you can tell he doesn't know where he is now and uh, she says I know you've been out of, the, of your room Is what she means. I know you've been out, and he looks down, and he's strapped to the bed. So, like, his torso is strapped to the bed, and like the bot, like his thighs are strapped to the bed. Okay. And he's like, "No, I haven't." And she, (laughs) oh, I didn't know my drunk guy was going to come in. I (laughs) I had no idea.
1: Favorite guy.
0: I didn't know he was here. (laughs) And she says, "My ceramic penguin always faces due south." And he's like. Oh shit! <laughs> and then we can see that his hand, because his hand is free. Like basically, he's like strapped here, but like his arms are still his arms, arms are out. Free. okay. So we see that he's trying to grab the knife under the mattress, mm-hmm. and she goes, "Are you looking for this?" And holds no. it up. <laughs> oh, no, And then he—that's—he just is like, and I'm done. <laughs> she says, "I knew you'd been out." But I couldn't figure out how, but last night I found your key. And she holds up the bobby pin. She says, I know I left my scrapbook out. I can't imagine what you might be thinking of me, but you see, Paul, it's all okay. Because last night it came so clear. I realized you just need more time. Mm. Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Paul, do you know about the early days at the Kimberly diamond mines, the mines named after you, I guess? me,
1: My, my, my. Your mines. I want
0: them. Based on this story, story, it looks like you're facing some lawsuits because she goes on to say, do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? And Paul like kind of starts to squirm a little bit and she's like, oh, don't worry. They didn't kill them. But they would – she was like, they didn't kill them. That would be like junking your Mercedes just because it had a broken spring. No. If they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working, Mm -hmm. but they also had to make sure they could never run. She said the operation was called hobbling. So then she picks up (laughs) uh a two-by-four. Right. And she puts it between his ankles, okay? So – like long ways? It's laying, or- yes, long okay. ways. And his ankle bones are up against either end of the piece of wood. Okay. Okay. And James Paul Kahn is picking up on what she's putting down.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he too. says,
0: Annie, whatever you're thinking about doing, please, please, please don't do it. And then she just holds up a sledgehammer. <laughs> And he's begging her. And she says, it's for the best. Trust me. And she winds up and she smashes his ankle. And if you're wondering what that looks like, you see it. Oh, God. You just see the ankle go like it was made of Play-Doh. And he screams like he's experiencing that type of pain. We were like, am I dead? Am I dying? I'm in hell. And then she walks around to the other side and says, almost done, just one more, and breaks the other one. (laughs) And then she walks out of the room, but before she leaves, she turns and says,
1: God, I love you. And leaves. I want to go home. I don't like
0: it here. Cut to Annie driving into town past the sheriff's office and someone cuts her off. Okay, so she's yelling out of her car and like loses her shit. And she's just like, you poop. Like she's (laughs) losing her mind. (laughs) Buster comes out on the porch and he just he doesn't say anything. He's just just his wheels. His wheels are turning. That's literally it. Just his wheels are turning. Then we see Buster marches in and Ginny is sitting at his desk and it's just strewn with papers and mm-hmm. she's like trying to organize it. And He's like, just leave it. All right. And he's like, there's a system here. And she goes, "Ooh, I like that tone. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And he grabs a piece of paper and holds it up to her and he goes, see right where I needed it. And he's like, I have a system. And uh, she's like, well, what is it? And he says, maybe nothing. She's like, well, I'm glad you found it. And he's like, see, there's that spice again and leaves. <laughs> They're so cute. Now we cut to him in the library and he's looking through old newspapers. We find that he comes to Annie on the front page with a quote underneath of it that says, uh, Ms. Wilkes was quoted as saying to the reporters on the steps of the courthouse, bonus question, what?
1: Um, the, but uh, uh, the, there is something above me more than man that will give me justice. Yep. That was the exact quote. You got it <laughs> verbatim.
0: <laughs> and he sees exactly that, puts the little piece of paper next to it so that there was no confusion for the audience. Cut to Annie pulling up and to her house and she waves to Paul through the window and she's like, hi pumpkin. And Paul looks out and just flips (laughs) her the bird. He's (laughs) fucking had it. And she just goes, Oh, such a kidder. Come on misery. (laughs) So now we cut to Buster at the Um, general store. And he's asking about those misery books. And he says, uh, the clerk says that Annie Wilkes makes him set aside the first copy whenever one comes in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buster is like, has she bought anything odd lately? And the clerk is like, nope, same old stuff. Lest you call typing paper odd. And he was like, I, I do. And he literally goes, nope, nothing odd about that, as he's leaving and slams the door. <laughs> he's so I fucking love Buster. <laughs> um Cut to the sheriff driving to Annie's house. Paul sees out the window. <laughs> and he's like, that. Just like that. That's what he was doing. <laughs> and as we see it, Annie comes rushing in, stone faced, sticks him in the arm with a thingy, and he's like, no! And he's like trying to strangle her, but then the drugs start to take control and he can't. Dr- so now we see her wheeling him to the basement, but like the basement is not a door, it's like an invisible door, like so it blends in with the wall. Kind of thing. It's an like like a secret door. Okay,
1: okay, 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 okay.
0: Yeah. Um like you have to be looking for a seam in the wall to know that right. that's a door right. to the basement that's a door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and she's she's like I will never understand you. I cook for you. I do everything for you. When are we going to have a sense of trust? And as she's doing it, we see the sheriff walking up. Annie is putting him in the basement. She like lifts him over her shoulder and like puts him on the ground in the basement. And then we see her like tuck up the wheelchair at the top of the stairs, put it in another closet somewhere. And we see that he's down in the basement, just like on the ground next to the grill with his fucking burn <laughs> manuscript next to him. And Annie opens the door, like as the sheriff is about to knock. And she's like, oh. And he was like, "Oh, I'm. I'm. I am i did not mean to scare you. And she's like, "I guess you can tell I never have visitors." And he's like, "What can you tell me about Paul Sheldon?" And she just starts giving him his biography. She's like, "Well, he was born in 1945 to Marilyn, Sh- Streep, and blah, blah." He wasn't born to Meryl. <laughs> Meryl
1: Streep. Whoa. No, that's it. not right. He was not born J. to P. Meryl Conn and Streep. JP was. Born to
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, Buster is like, "No, no, that's that's not what I meant. I he's he's missing." And she cuts him off. She's like, I know, it's so upsetting. I'm his number one fan. And she says, I'm so proud of my Paul Sheldon collection. Come on in. She's like, you must know about that awful accident. She's like, uh, and he's like, mind if I look around? She's like, no, of course not. She's like, God, that accident almost killed me too. You know, I prayed for it not to be true. And she was like, but when I was praying to God, he called on me and said to get ready. God told me that I was to be his replacement. God told me since I was his number one fan that I should make up new oh, stories No, oh, like no. I was him. No,
1: no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> so I went into town and I bought me some writing paper and I bought me a typewriter and I turned the guest room into a writing studio. Want to see it? Sure, says Buster. She says, I know everything about how he wrote. I spent the last four weeks trying to write like him. She's like, maybe it'll take a while to get the hang of, but I think I can do it. Want to read it? And Buster's like, no. She's like, oh, where are my manners? Would you like some hot cocoa? And he's like, no, I don't. She's like, nope, it's already made. I'll go get it. So she leaves the room. And when she leaves the room, Buster kind of looks around the corner and goes up the stairs like to continue looking. Mm Mm-hmm. Cut to Paul down in the basement, and we see that he's like kind of getting control of his arms and like kind of like hits the grill next to him and is like, ah. Mm-hmm. We then see that she finds the sheriff up in his room and she slowly comes up behind him and he turns. <laughs> Here's your cocoa. And he's like, oh. Thanks, but but no thanks. I really got to get going. She's like, but you didn't even taste it. He's like, sorry, I really got to go. So she lets him out. And as he's walking down the porch stairs, she's closing the door. Question 12, what do you do and what does Paul do?
1: I start making all as much noise as I possibly can, hand in hand. All the noise, 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 noise. Hello, I'm here.
0: So. She has closed the door, but because it's the basement, the sheriff can hear it basically from outside Outside. the house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes back in and he's like, Annie or Miss Wilkes or whatever, she doesn't answer. But he goes in and he hears Paul screaming, I'm down here. And the entrance is like, it's like the entrance to the basement is right across from the front door. And so he opens the door. He says, Mr. Sheldon, bang! Buster is shot in the back through the chest with a shotgun and falls down the stairs. I cried. I was so upset. I was like, poor Ginny. I was so, so upset. I was so upset. I have not not had a death of a human affect me that badly (laughs) in a long time. So then Annie comes to the top of the stairs and Paul, again, is just like, (laughs) (laughs) how
1: many times am I almost?
0: It's like, do you want to have a baby? I mean, let's just have a baby. Do you want to let's get let's get matching tombstone plots like we're done. She comes to the top and she says, don't feel bad, Paul. It was bound to happen. I get it now. I get why I was chosen. You and I are meant to be together forever. I put two bullets in the gun, one for you and one for me. It'll be so beautiful. And she walks away for a second and he looks around and he sees the kerosene can and the grill. She comes back to the top of the stairs with a syringe and the gun. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she says, I love you, Paul. Question 13. What do you do? What does Paul do? do, say, think?
1: How does he propose marriage? Um, Can I reach the the things? The kerosene Mm -hmm. and the... Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm so tired. Uh,
0: (laughs) I knew this was going to be a tiring one.
1: Okay. (laughs) I forgot kerosene. Yeah, that's good for fires, and I got that does make fires grill. And then she's got a pointy, a, a little needle, mm-hmm. and a gun. And I know what that does. I know yep. what that does. No mystery there. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to hand in hand. Uh, throw kerosene on the grill and when she comes down light it on fire and then throw kerosene on her and then push the grill at her Blero points great she says
0: I love you Paul fuck you and Paul says I love you too I can't do it anymore and he Good says, for you, Paul. Good for you, Paul. And he says, and I understand, He says, we have to end it, but not before we give misery eternal life. We have to finish the book. And she says, and Annie says, but soon others will come. He says, it's almost done. By dawn, we'll be able to give misery back to the world. She's like, oh, Paul. And then she walks back up, and as she turns her back, he quickly grabs the kerosene and puts it into the back of his pants. Then she puts the chair at the top of the stairs and just catatonically walks away and says, I'll fix you something to eat. Cut to him typing away. Type, type, typeity, type, type, type. And Annie (laughs) says, oh, Paul, I'm dying. Does she end up with Ian or Winthorpe? And he's like, I'm almost finished, and I'll need everything to be perfect. I'll need three
1: things. Question 14,
0: Kim. He needs what three things. My,
1: a bottle of Dom Perignon, one match, and one cigarette. Hand in hand. I know my rituals.
0: Yeah. Yes. So he says, It's almost done. I want three things. And she says, What three things? And he goes, oh, You mean you don't know? Mm <laughs> hmm i was like you dick i love it and she goes no 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 i know i i was just fooling you need one cigarette and a match and a glass of dom perignon <laughs> and he says yep a glass of dom perignon <laughs> <laughs> typity type 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 calls annie in later uh and again and says i'm almost finished And and he's like, go get it set up. And he's like, you'll know everything in a minute. Get the champagne. She leaves. He grabs the manuscript when she leaves. And he puts it on the ground next to him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cut to her putting the tray together. Or she comes in. And she says, did I do good? And he says, you did. Only this time, we need two glasses. So she's like, oh, Paul she leaves and at this point he then balls up one piece of paper so that it's like a torch like Mm -hmm, he's holding mm -hmm. it it's not balled in a ball it's like a torch and he pulls the kerosene out he douses the book the manuscript in kerosene and then he douses the torch paper in kerosene and he lights the piece of paper on fire that he's holding and then Annie comes in and she's like Paul what are you doing and he says Remember, no one knew who Misery's father was. It's right here. It's all right here. And he, oh, I guess this is where he lights the match and lights the paper. Annie drops the glass and she's like, no. He sets the manuscript on fire down on the floor next to him. She gets on the ground to put it out. No, not my misery. Question 15. What do you do and what does Paul do? I,
1: um... So she's on the ground, like, next to me, basically? Like, trying to, like, pat it out. Yes. Okay. Like, on all fours. I'm going to do my favorite thing, which is break the glass and stabby stab, but stab forever. Okay. it's my favorite way to kill. And... Uh, what does he have? A cigarette. Oh, and... But also hand in hand, douse her with kerosene. Half a point. Okay.
0: She's on the ground. Even for me? He's been working out. Because Here's why. The angle that she is and the, like, I don't know, like, you might hurt her, but I don't know that you'd be able to, like, get her. And then as soon as she got up, she's still stronger than you. Okay. What he does is he picks up that heavy fucking typewriter. (gasps) The typewriter. And smashes it down on her head. Nice. Her sleeve then catches fire and she kind of like rolls off and is like dazed. And she's like, and she's like trying to put her arm out, which is now on fire. Uh, But somehow she's a superhuman. I guess we should know she's strong because she's carrying around a full grown man on her dead weight on her shoulders. Yeah. So she puts her sleeve out and gets up and smashes him up against the window. So she's, like, strangling him. He then puts his fingers into her eyes. Yeah. But not forever. I wish he had done it forever. Um, she then backs up and he, like, wheels himself towards her. Like, basically, like, like, like shoots himself uh-huh, like, uh-huh. towards her. At some point, she shoots him in the shoulder and he's like, ah, but he, again, is able to kind of like use his body weight to like throw himself on top of her. It knocks her down and the second bullet is fired like into the air. He's now on top of her. She still has her eyes, but they're really injured and they're rolling back and forth and they are physically equally matched for sure. Like she is a strong lady. He then gets on top and starts shoving The burned manuscript into her mouth, and he's like, You like that? You eat it, you sick, twisted fuck. Choke on it. (laughs) And then
1: I go. This is where I
0: just feel I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel bad for dudes in this scenario because we always have a secret weapon because she knees him in the balls and he rolls off of her and she gets up. And he manages to use the the centrifugal force of his own dead leg to swing it around and trip her. And she falls and hits her head onto the typewriter. Dead. The centrifugal force <laughs> of his own dead leg. <laughs> it's a great description. It was science. Uh, and so he's like, fuck. So he starts crawling out into the hallway stun him again Ah! this bitch won't die so he's like crawling and he sees in front of him that there's this big iron statue of misery the pig Mm -hmm. on like a shelf he grabs it and smashes her in the head with it and smashes her again and finally she falls down dead and we know this time because her eyes stay open she still deserves
1: many more hits
0: so many more hits. Hit forever. I, Hit forever. I said that. Eric said the same thing. He was like, why would you not just like f- fucking smash her to smithereens yeah. forever? Yeah. So, cut to Paul Sheldon. Hello. Walking down the streets in New York. Hello, me. Hobbling oh. with a cane. Mm-hmm. And he is having lunch with Lauren. And it says 18 months later. Oh, okay. She hands him. The first copy of his new book, and it's not Misery. Uh And she says, the Times is telling me that this is basically, their review is going to be a love letter. She's like, you're finally being taken seriously. And he's like, cool. And like puts the book aside and picks up his menu. And she's like, I thought you'd be thrilled to be taken seriously after all this time. And he says, I'm delighted that people like it. I'm delighted that the critics like it but I wrote it for me uh. and he says don't think I'm completely nuts but in some way I think Annie Wilkes helped me mm-hmm. and he said and then she goes well since you brought it up want to write about it <laughs> and he's like you know if I didn't know you so well I think you were wanting me to drudge up the greatest tragedy of my life so that you can make a buck. And she's like, I had to ask or I would be chased out of the agent's union. Like, I had to. (laughs) Then we see the waitress coming towards him as he's talking about what a tragedy it was. He's like, I don't think I'll ever be over it. But we see that the waitress coming towards him is Annie holding a knife. What? And he's just watching her walk towards him. And he's just saying, I don't think it's something you ever get over. And then the waitress comes to the table and we look up and we see it's not Annie. Yeah. But this waitress says, excuse me, but are you Paul Sheldon? I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm your number one fan. No. (laughs) And Paul just says, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh god. The end. Oh, god. So, yeah. good. So, so good. So good. So yeah. horrible to live through. Yeah. And yeah. the inside of It's so good. Incredible. Like it was incredible. It was. It's such an iconic movie that, like, I think it gets taken for granted, especially if you haven't seen it. You're like, I know what it is, mm-hmm. you know? You don't. The okay. performances were exceptional. All right. I think you did, like, bordering on a perfect score. So let's see. hey hey sammies so as you've heard we have a patreon and we have some amazing bone con happening over there that's bonus content BoneCon all the time we are constantly updating our benefits and we would love for you guys to come hang out with us over there and we actually have some deals
1: going on right now if you join soon join for an annual membership by the end of 2020 and you'll get two months free So, Sammy's, what are you waiting for? Come
0: on, come over to Patreon. We're all hanging out. Goodbye. We're all gonna stay alive.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So,
0: out of your debtor lives, you got two out of four, but you got your two bonus points.
1: So, you got 100
0: fucking percent on your debtor lives. For your questions, you got 23.5 out of 30 for a total of 27.5 out of 34.
1: Oh, hell yes, bitch. So fucking good.
0: Uh, so that's misery.
1: because we learned in this episode that I actually am James Khan
0: And I actually am Kathy Bates.
1: What a great thing to learn. Surprise. Uh, uh what God. we're you looking at? That was so good. Um uh I was just thinking just from the way you were talking and performing, Kathy, mm-hmm. that um Lizzie Kaplan did such a good job in Castle Rock because she plays mm. the same character. Oh. Um, but I think it's before that she's younger, so it's before right. this. Yeah. It's like a prequel. So um But like the 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 obviously things she says and stuff like that—it's a lot of same like terminology, like the way she curses, kind of. Cock a doody cock. But yeah, but definitely like her her voice and mannerisms—I don't know—something like it was like the way that you were behaving is like exactly what Lizzie Kaplan does. So I thought that was like so great on so many levels. Of um. well, she is also one of my favorite actresses. So fucking love Lizzie Kaplan. She is phenomenal incredible um so yeah it looks like she did kathy beats well i i think but i can't wait she, to watch. you mean she did me well she did you well thank you and you thank did you, you, you well in this and i as we stayed alive <laughs> together yes we did um so go watch misery
0: right now i think I. Will. it's fucking great
1: um except that's i, can't. All I actually you know what i'm not going to i have ptsd from it i need a minute <laughs> oh true <laughs> yeah i honestly can't it really you're is like, different I... like living inside it you guys like it's so different than just no it really it really is you're, story. you're
0: literally physically exhausted from it <laughs> um well then go take a nap
1: that sounds better
0: go take a misery nap turn, um, turn my brain off somehow uh guys do all the things rate Review and subscribe. Kim always remembers to remind you guys of that. And I always forget. So now I'm reminding you. And then I'm also telling you to follow us at KK Sam podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm also telling you to join our Facebook group, Sammy Stay Alive Maybe. And then I'm also telling you to join our Patreon. That's a lot of
1: homework, you guys. But get on it. It's also the last month to join Patreon annually and get two meds free. Woohoo. 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 And um, uh, oh I was going to add something but then I got distracted by my own thing so
0: Oh, sorry. oh just share
1: us with a friend that's all If you yeah. like us please tell someone or like post it somewhere Thank you so much so yeah that's all. I think that's it Yeah this, um this is has is been somewhere. Kim and Kat Stay alive maybe So until next week Uh stay alive Stay alive Kakadoody car
0: Mint. but it looked like a bug <laughs> came out of my water it did look like a bug <laughs> it was even like a bug shaped leaf
1: it's like a straight up cockroach crawled out of my it mouth like it jumped out too like it didn't yeah. look like something like fell out of your mouth like it looked like nope. you drank water and then something jumped out, leapt of out, out of mouth. my mouth
0: yep just just my bug <laughs> water <laughs> i get my protein my bugs and my water